to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Yes, it's about that time. It's back. Love this song. Going to let it play. Always puts me in a good mood. How do you not feel excited when you hear this? Well, if there was ever a way to forget about Roma's struggles of late in the league, the poor performances, I think that song just might do it. <laughs> Welcome back the Roma Press podcast. I'm Roma Press editor John Solano, and the Champions League is back. If there was ever a welcomed distraction from Roma's poor poor results over the last few weeks this is exactly what the doctor ordered this is what we needed now i'm going to try and not complain too much today when i bring andy on to discuss the match against madrid because this is supposed to be again a welcomed distraction with the champions league obviously a huge 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 massive clash but first i want to thank our newest patron titus bow who you can find on instagram at jamiro style music and you can also find him at the same name on facebook youtube and soundcloud that's j-a-m-i-r-o style music You can find them, again, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Thank you, Titus, for supporting the podcast. If you would like to become a patron and support the podcast and get access to exclusive episodes, early access to podcast episodes, go to the support tab on romapress.us or go to patreon.com slash romapress. And again, thank you to all of those of you who have become patrons. Again, the support, I cannot express enough how much we appreciate it here, and we thank you so much for that. So, on to Madrid. A quick reminder before I bring Andy on, make sure with the Champions League starting, if you're playing online fantasy football, make sure that you give a look to fantasy-champions-league Dot com for the very best scoring, easiest gameplay, fantasy-champions-league.com. Andy, so now it's the Champions League. It's against the reigning three-time in a row successive champions. I didn't want to talk too much about Roma and the league, but given how poor they've been the last few weeks, you can't help but wonder if this has another 
beating um, with the likes of Bayern or, or Barcelona written all over it. What do you think? Uh, I certainly, after the, the performances that we've had, uh, the displeasure to watch um, over the last weeks, I mean, from Roma, um, it looks that way. You know, it, it just if we have conceded seven goals against the likes of Atalanta, uh, and then Kievo and Milan. Um, there is no way that tomorrow we can even dream of getting past Real Madrid, uh, you know, uh, with two goals or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's going to be a rough beating if we don't get our defense together. Um, especially considering, you know, they're just better at every single position compared to us it's uh it's not even fair um they they're just so much so so much better that our chances are very very slim and i just have to say i watched spal atalanta yesterday what oh, yeah. the hell and we were playing against their backups yes yes so, so. oh my god oh horrible yeah. um so it's uh, yeah obviously not a good time for Roma. If you were Di Francesco, and I, I still don't know which which way he will go on this. What I think sort of a, knows? Yeah. yeah um, what sort of approach? Now we're recording this when he hasn't spoken, so he, maybe he will reveal some things. But if you were him, what approach? Which formation? Um, what sort of mindset do you put forth in this match? Well, I don't know about Susan, but um, I certainly, first of all, I I, I hope to see Perotti. Surprisingly, oddly enough, I want to see Perotti tomorrow um, because he's just uh, that dominant of a defensive presence considering he's, he's, a, he's a, a winger. And yes. um, so I would like to see... Uh, defensively, a similar performance to that that we have seen uh, from Roma against Shakhtar at home when we had to hold on to our lead. And we played um, with a 4-3-3 and everybody, the, 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 we, the pressure was so tight on Shakhtar players. Um, and Perotti was one of the best players in that game. He was yes, just he fighting was. back. He, he, he was fighting Till the very end, and you know, tomorrow you'll you're just gonna have to sit back and absorb everything that they just do to you. Um, you're not gonna intercept their passes. There, they, I saw some statistics. They have like a ninety percent, uh, no, ninety one percent pass success yeah, rate. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, com crazy. Compared to, yeah, compared to ours, which is like eighty four or eighty three. Um, so they're just, you're not going to get in the way of their game. They're just going to do what they want to do. You just hope uh, to, um, to just prevent the, the, all the, the damage that they can cause you. So a 4-3-3, very traditional, and just sit back and just hope for a counterattack chance. Don't don't risk, don't go, you know, don't put Karsdorp who goes forward and forgets to track back like he did against Kievo. You, tomorrow everyone needs to be focused and stay in their own half. That's it. That's that's all you can do. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm not a huge uh, I'm not generally in favor of it, but I would actually like to see Enzonzi and Tedossi play together. Sure, sure. Tomorrow is a good yeah. I mean it, that's what you want to see tomorrow. If you're gonna stay back and and just take everything that they have to give to you, um, then put De Rossi, put Nzonzi. I saw that Pellegrini is preferred over uh, Cristante in the probable formations. Um, also, Madrid play with the 4-3-3. So just, you know, make the best formation that um, can can be defensive-minded, but also can inflict some damage whenever the, the, the small chances occur. So that's why also I, I know that you like him, and I also was thinking uh, maybe maybe we should put Clivert, you know, because he's so quick. Yes, I was just about to say that, especially if they plan on playing on the counter. Yeah, and I mean... Uh, you know, I would, I, I would actually rather s- prefer to see him than Under, considering Under's uh, recent performances, and also because I don't think that Under is that much better on the defensive end. Um, so, for, to me, if you, the ideal front three would be Perotti, Jeco, and um, and Clivert, uh, and I hope to see one of those two players because I think they can be crucial in keeping the ball, especially when you have that small, slight chance to, you know, go forward because on a break. And um, and Perotti can do that. Clivert can hold the ball. It's going to be crucial. You cannot have an El Sharawi who gets dispossessed the minute he gets the ball. Yeah, I'm... Right on par with you, I agree. Um, one thing that, looking as far as just not this bat- match, but maybe big picture, um, are you pleased they get this match out of the way first? Because I have to say, especially given their form right now, uh, I'm ecstatic they get this one out of the way first. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a way, and, you know, it's it, first of all, it's a way. Second of all, it's the most difficult team in the group. Of of course, Roma have a history of underestimating the likes of you know, Moscow and all that stuff. But you know, tomorrow is going to be the mo- the toughest rival, the biggest stage. Um, yeah, so definitely, I think it's good. And also, considering that um, Real Madrid are still getting in a sort of a groove, they also drew their last game. Um, you know, you there, uh, it's uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's uh, Roma can, there is no, there is no pressure on them, right? For tomorrow's game, I mean, there is pressure for for Zinone game, but for tomorrow's game, I don't think there's any pressure considering their expectations are almost non existent, and I don't think anybody will be able to give a proper judgment, even if we get beaten by, I don't know say 5-0 um because that's that's just real madrid so um yeah let's let's get this out of the way and and hopefully you know maybe surprise some somebody with a result uh, or something similar to a result yeah i mean just in terms of the overall group um and given the pretty bad moment that they're in right now i 
couldn't think of a better time to get this out of the way. Now, the the next thing you have to wonder is, does a bad loss, is that the thing that ultimately gets DiFrancesco sacked? Now, obviously, it's Madrid, but yeah. um, I you hear Palotta, he, he spoke about it a couple times, about being more competitive in Europe, and he was, anyone who followed him, after those um, losses against Bayern, Barcelona, he was very, very, very angry. Yeah. Um, and I, you, you just have to wonder if they do play poor tomorrow, if that would warrant sacking Di Francesco. Or do you say no, you give him until Frozenone? You know, it, obviously an owner like Palotta is going to be is going to certainly be more mad if we get, you know, destroyed, say, 7-1, to one, like we used to in the past, um, uh, compared to a draw against Kievo. Because who cares about Kievo? Who knows Kievo? Who even follows this area? That's the mentality of, of an owner of a club that just got a sponsor or two sponsors um, and, you know, was in a semifinal last year. So... Um, but I don't think so. I mean, tomorrow, really, there is just, you know, you can you cannot go wrong. It's just uh, you're, you're playing the best team in the world. So I don't think, I think it's ideal. Like Roma, remember when last year we drew um, Chelsea and Atletico and the first game was against Atletico. Mm-hmm. And it was, we were just so pleased to actually see them draw. I remember you tweeting that that was like the best Champions League showing of Roma in years. And it was because we just defied expectations. So uh, the, there, I think there is only upside to this. Like Roma can only surprise us and that's it. I mean, you can, they cannot let us down tomorrow. Uh, meanwhile, they can in the future Serie A games. Yeah. Um... I'll be interested. Do you to see think he? Do you think this will he will he will get sacked if he loses tomorrow? Well, I, uh, it dep- If they lose by one, no. Two, maybe no. But I think if they get manhandled and embarrassed, yeah. Um, he always talks about global branding. He talks about wanting to make Roma more of an international name, and. He mentioned that in those losses against Bayern and Barcelona. And given what he said, I'm sure you saw what he said to some of the papers about being furious with with the results of late, but he called it a mental thing. But regardless, I I, I think people maybe underestimate his um, temperament. This is a guy that is very passionate to say he jumped into a fountain come on yes um so i wonder if 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 they do if they do get embarrassed let's say by three four five goals does he is that the final straw he's a he's a very difficult guy to read very very difficult um he talks a lot but a lot of it is very veiled and it's difficult to understand what he means when he says things. I mean, obviously he'll say we keep a player and then they sell a player. So anytime he talks, you sure. don't really know what he's saying. But I just I, I keep thinking of all those times he's mentioned the brand of Roma. He always says brand, 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 brand. And 
you mentioned how those losses affect the brand. And I, I just wonder if, if, if it's a bad loss tomorrow, do you bring in a new manager? I don't know. I mean, we could talk about who we could bring in. I, I don't even know who you would start with. Um, yeah. But I, I, I just wonder if a bad loss, if that spells the end of DiFrancesco, because you haven't. I, mean, cer- I, mean, certainly, I mean, certainly, okay, in terms of brand, tomorrow is crucial, but also I think even more crucial is the Derby. If you get the Derby wrong, which is probably because what we have Frosinone, Bologna, and then I think we have the Derby. So right. if you get the Derby wrong, then I that that's a real possibility because aside from Champions League, the Derby is the real it's the real spotlight and um, and you know it's you have all the tools to win a game like that and if you get it wrong, then the blame is on Di Francesco. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, over the next month until the twenty third of October, they play Madrid away. Obviously, a difficult match. They play Bologna away. Bologna are terrible. They play Frozenoni at home. Frozenoni are terrible. They play Lazio in the Derby. And then they play Victoria Pils. And then they play Empoli. Then they play Spal. I mean, in any other season, uh, any other time, if they weren't in this bad form, we would consider all of those wins. Um, I mean, even Lazio have looked really, really poor. I, I mean... Yeah, Immobile is not scoring. Um, oh. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's you know. So, well, Spal is is playing great. Um, but yeah, it just seems it's it's very odd because we expected to see a completely different uh, start of the season. I mean, we are used to seeing Roma do very well at the beginning and then just flatten out um, around December, January. Meanwhile, now it's. We're in a position that we haven't been really in the past few years because we've always started great and then just went down. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what Palotta thinks. I probably tomorrow will count. Um, but again, Roma have had with different, especially with De Francesco, have this thing that whenever people underestimate them, they play decent. They actually. Mm get some sort of results i don't want to you know jinx anything but that that's what happened you know everybody was was um i remember that chelsea game away game where we were losing 2-0 and everybody was oh my god it's starting they're gonna destroy us seven to nothing you know it's our usual roma and then boom we got two back and and then that home game against Chelsea happened and that everybody was ecstatic and saying, you know, what happened? And I think that's mostly because the, the just the pressure was off totally. So Yeah, I, I, I guess that point I was trying to make with the calendar is that this is by far the easiest part easiest, of their season. Yeah. And yeah. I, I maybe Pelota in his mind, uh, poor result tomorrow, maybe right after would be the time to bring in a new manager because he would be able to be eased in, so to speak, with a relatively easy run of run of games. Um, anyway, back, back to the match. I, I keep looking big picture. Um, so obviously no Ronaldo. Um, I, you know, people are quick to point that out, but that midfield is still the best in the world. I, oh, yeah. I, and 
given the way Roma's midfield has been playing as of late, I mean, oh, I, I genuinely do fear they could lose by three or four goals. No, yeah, I mean, you know, if you read um, tomorrow's Real Madrid's probable starting lineup is a midfield of Cross, Casemiro, Modric, and um, they're still uncertain if Isco will play in the midfield. You know, um, so it's the difference is is huge, especially if you think that a guy like Pellegrini could start tomorrow against the likes of Modric. Um, just, you know, they, they're they such a good team and you just watch them on the big stage and whenever it matters, they play so well. And it's like the, the, a quality of football that you rarely see nowadays. They're so good at short passes, long passes. It's not even their just playmaking abilities they just are so talented individually on every on every position that they don't even need a game plan um just unbelievable team so yeah I mean, yeah and each know. team i see casemiro i just weep because like right before palota and the americans arrived Sabatini, well, I guess, it, no, it would have been the summer where they did arrive, 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, that's they true. could have signed him. They they easily, no questions asked, Sabatini could have easily signed him, but they, they never did. So watching him is, and watching the way well, he performs. Well, remember this... when, uh, when Sabatini was apparently almost signing uh, Kevin De Bruyne? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, the Roma is that kind of club. Uh, yes. Um so their midfield is incredible. Um, obviously, their attack is lost a bit, but uh, I mean, Bale, Benzema, still very good, and Asensio. and Fazio and Manolas Kolarov entering this match. I I just couldn't yeah. think of a worse time for those three. I mean, they've been. I mean, all three collectively have been so poor. Terrible. No. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest concern tomorrow. Who, who do, why, why would you even think of saying, okay, tomorrow Fazio is starting? Why? Because he hasn't done anything to deserve this start in the Champions League game. Um, Jesus was average, to say the least, against Kievo. And Marcano uh, was used as a scapegoat uh, against Milan, and they let him play 45 minutes while Fazio was delivering one of the worst performances ever. Uh, they just took him off for no reason. Um, so tomorrow, it's so it's so crucial to get that backline right to have Manolas play again, like the Manolas from last year, because the, these guys will will just tear you apart if you let them. Uh, there's no excuses for Collar of tomorrow to play like a retired veteran because he's not retired. He's still playing for. Uh, a team that tries to be competitive. Just if tomorrow is not a is not a game that motivates them, then this team is mentally gone. Yeah, and it, the the worry is that this just continues over the next weeks, and who knows? I mean, if they continue like this, the season could be over in September. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, oh, 
I just don't know what they could do from here. Now, the good, obviously, the good thing is, is I don't know if it could get much worse. You've had other clubs in City uh, play relatively pretty poor. Um, they've dropped points as well. But I just, I, I just fear that getting hammered in the first match could have some sort of effect in the following matches. Um, so obviously they get this match out of the way at Madrid first, and they play Pilsen at home. They play Moscow at home. I have to say, if if they don't make it out of this group, it's entirely their own fault, right? I mean, sure, I, I thought they had sure. the easiest draw of any any Italian yeah. side. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and, for, and uh, first of all, I want also to say, point out this fact that if you don't make a run for Coppa Italia this year, it's it's over. Like the, the, you have you have no excuses to call yourself a, a serious club because under all circumstances. Uh, we know the, the, the Serie A is gone, you know, maybe top four, hopefully. Um, Champions League, a dream. You know, people some say some people say that last year was a fluke. I don't know about that. But if this year, after the horrible start you've had so far, you don't make a serious run for the Coppa Italia, then seriously, I'm, I'm going to be very upset. No, I agree, and I'm sure someone will point this out on Twitter. We know plenty of people who do it. It's not like the Copa Italia is anything to get super excited about. It's just a trophy, yeah. but they need trophies. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, it, it's a Copa. They've won nine of them. I wouldn't be yeah. ecstatic over it, but they need trophies. I mean, they haven't won one in a decade. Yeah, and I remember last year after that pathetic performance against Torino, Torino. in the Copa Italia, oh. Everybody was saying, yeah, but it's a Coppa Italia. Yeah, but we're still in the run for the Scudetto because I think we are still somehow getting the results. It was um, early December, I think. And, and, and now the Scudetto is gone. Champions League, you have a tough group. Okay. Um, but then, you know, you know you, you're probably going to get not far, very far. So Coppa Italia this year is is a priority and it should be on Di Francesco's list. He cannot, I mean, he cannot underestimate the likes of Pleasant, Ascot Moscow, but he cannot also underestimate Coppa Italia like he did last year where he fielded, I think, nine bench players. Uh, yes. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my biggest remark. Yeah, I, I agree. They need... They, just something out of the Copa Italia. But as far as the Champions League goes, I got to say, if they don't make it out of this group, they, since they've been back in the Champions League, this is the easiest group, in my opinion, that they oh, have drawn, without yeah. question. Last year, very difficult. The year before that, extremely difficult. Um, and then well, the you know, year you... before that, we had what? We had, we failed against Porto, and then we found ourselves. Um, going to a really through a really tough stretch in Europa League, right? Yeah. And then the year before that, you had the likes of uh, Manchester City, obviously very difficult. Uh, Barcelona was it, was it Leverkusen? Yeah, wasn't that? Yeah. yeah, wasn't that? Or no, I'm thinking of fourteen, fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, because yeah. that was when Totti had the yeah, goal. City um, was uh, the likes of Leverkusen, and I think by Bayern. Yes, it was. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. the point is, this is by far the easiest group they've had oh, since yes. they've returned to the Champions League six, seven years, or no, five years ago. Um, if they, I, I got to be honest, if they were not to make it out of this table, 
I would consider that almost more catastrophic than not finishing the top four. Not finishing top four would be a massive, massive, massive letdown. Not making it out of this group would be almost beyond pathetic. I I couldn't even think of the proper word. Pathetic wouldn't even begin to describe it. Especially how the, especially considering the way the the matches have are constructed. I mean, as you pointed out, you have the toughest match away from home as the, your first game. Then you have a home game against Pleasant while also playing Serie A at home. Uh, I think two, twice in a row because the Derby is also there. No excuses. To, you have to deliver some performances. You have to get it straight. It's and I keep reading all oh, the veterans, the likes of Manolas, the likes of Jeko are so not motivated and so upset about the sale of Strotman and Nine Golan. Um, there no excuses. This these veterans, so-called veterans, have been spineless so far. They haven't produced anything. They haven't demonstrated that they're worth all the money they're getting. Um, no leadership whatsoever. Uh, you know, I tomorrow I expect a, a completely different team, a team that wants to prove something on a big stage, and it has to translate somehow in the next few games. I don't care how; they just have to perform. That's it. I agree, and the thing I laugh at too, just a bit off topic, but for the people complaining about Monchi, <laughs> the worst players this season have been the ones who have been here before Monchi. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, obviously he brought in Kolarov, but Fazio terrible. Manolas has not been good. Um, Jekyll, El- I mean, you've yeah. seen the conversion rate four percent. What is yeah. that? You know, it's- El Shadawi not good. Um, so I, I, it's just interesting that people are quick to blame him, but the the ones he's brought in have not been the worst. Um, okay, so you gave us your attack, you gave us your midfield. Um. Or did you? No, you didn't give us your, our midfield. Well, the um, midfield, you know, I mean, what's... what's the and Dalton and are going to start. Yeah. That's almost 100%. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know who you put beside them. Pastore is out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I would put... I mean, I would... I like Cristante better than Pellegrini. But I don't know. I think Di Francesco is going to go with Pellegrini tomorrow. Um I, I think he will too. Pellegrini was, if anybody remembers, he was terrible in the Champions League. If you want to see, I, I, it was against Atletico. I don't know if it was a home or away. I believe it was the away. He was horrendous. I took him off at halftime. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know, hopefully, hopefully there is a new start. I don't know. I don't know if this player is still able to to get back to to his form. Um, tomorrow, what do you have to lose? I mean. I don't. I don't believe that Cristante can will perform any better tomorrow against a team like Real Madrid. So, you know, I'm. I don't have any preference. Really, I'm. I just want to see Inzons and the Rossi start tomorrow. I just want to see um, who who would you put in the defense tomorrow next to Manolas. Call me. I mean, I would try Marcano, but. Fazio has just been so bad. Juan Jesus was yeah. not good. I, I mean, it's sort of... Um, it's a big question, Mark. Yeah. I, 
it's almost you just have to eliminate it's sad but you just put in who has been the least worse exactly. of all of them and just by not being on the pitch marcano has been the least worse of them all i mean i don't know how you can play fazio i think yeah. he's going to start but oh definitely yeah uh, same uh, i believe he's going to start but i hate the fact that we take it so for for granted you know i mean he should not take it for granted i bet he knew that he was going to start the, the this game um when difra told him he's going to the bench against kievo and it's it's not right a player that like fazio who's performed so poorly should not feel entitled to be a starter in a, a Champions League game. He shouldn't, but that I will put on Monchi to where this summer he brought in Marcano on a free transfer and he knew full well that Marcano was never going to be a first choice player. He came in to be a alternative to sort of take the position of Juan Jesus because he was playing in important matches towards the end of the season. Um, he didn't look to 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 find uh, someone who can challenge him. I know, but but everybody was saying, "Ah, Fazio is so good; he's been great for us." And then the World Cup happened, and he was either benched or played terribly. And Argentina conceded so many goals with him in the defense. Um, so you know, on one side, he was he was good last year. I mean, to a certain extent. Um, and and Marcano, as we say, we used to say, and uh, what was it, July or even August, Di Francesco was constantly praising him and saying yes. that he was the best player in the preseason and that he understood immediately what Di Francesco wanted from him and that he was the play, the one of the new players that um, that got into the groove the best and that uh, just found himself uh, in the right position in the locker room just and then he doesn't play him and it's like well why were you talking about him so much and why were you praising him if you're just gonna let him stay on the bench I don't want to see Marcano end up like uh, Moreno Um, yeah because I thought Moreno could have helped towards the latter stages of last season Um, oh yeah Oh yeah, but because but he, and everybody is like, and everybody's now the the legend is that Moreno sucks, and Moreno doesn't suck. He is actually playing really great for Real Sociedad, and that's another question mark. Why did he stay with us for six months? Why did he leave? Well, what went wrong? I don't want Marcano to end up like that. No, neither do I. And again, given the way Fazio has played, I think he should clearly be given more opportunities um it's just you have to wonder why monchi you know the thing that i find curious is and again you don't know if this is their mindset but colorado fazio two players who arrived at roma um knowing that they weren't absolutes for a world cup position they come to roma they make the world cup and then they've been two of the worst oh yeah (sighs) Is it the same situation as my con? I, I don't know, but it is curious. Well, I think well, I think it's it's a bit different. Kolarov was was always a good player. Maybe you know at Manchester City um, he fell off a bit, but he was still one of those players that can perform at a high rate in a in a league like Serie. A. Meanwhile, Fazio was a guy whose career was basically over in Tottenham. Yes. 
um, who was not getting any playing time, who was one of those players that was brought in and, and, and he just rotted on the bench. And, and then he came to us as, I think he was like Juan Jesus' backup. Um, and then remember, Vermalen got hurt, uh, Juan Jesus couldn't play, and he was brought in uh, in the Champions League game against Porto in the last minutes. And from then on, he became a starter. But I think that the system that Spalletti played, the fact that then in the second year he had, um, wait, first year he had Szczesny, who was who was having a great season, right? probably the best goalkeeper in that year. And then the next year he had Alisson. And when you have two goalkeepers like that that are performing on such a high level, and then you have a partner like Manolas, who's still a very good defender, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we we just overrated him. Maybe we said, you know, oh, he's such a great player, but we didn't actually see how many chances he concedes. Now that you have Olsen, now that you have Manolas, who's performing uh, quite poorly, you start to see the cracks in this defense. You start to see that Kolarov is not tracking back. Uh, Fazio is, I don't know, he doesn't even know where the offside line is. It's just. I don't. I. I just can't. You know, tomorrow. I just can't imagine we're going into this match with such a defense. Yeah, it's very, very daunting to just. I mean, obviously, if they were in better form, we'd feel better. But even you mix how good Madrid have been early on without having Ronaldo, mixed with how bad Roma have been, and I, I really do fear for a massive just pummeling. So. With that in mind, what what is your prediction? Oh, I think it's going to be. I I think it's going to be something like five one. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, shit. but that's it. I, <laughs> I mean, look, Real Madrid. That's what I'm reading here. Who scored? Real Madrid have scored at least two goals in eight of the last nine Champions League games. There is no way of stopping them from scoring. And considering this defense, I don't expect anything less than three goals. Yeah. So initially, I thought four two. Um, I or I was thinking four two or. Th- three to one but now i might switch to four one you know i'll just i'll just stick with four to two that's my <laughs> guess mean, yeah you're um, yeah i i mean maybe they'll peg a couple back at the end sort of like they did against liverpool when it was an embarrassing okay. result yeah all right so that's where we're at we'll keep our fingers crossed hopefully it's not five to one um <sighs> but big picture just last question here even with, let's just say they do get pummeled tomorrow. Do you think they actually make it out of the group, though? Yeah, I mean, yes, but and, and, and no excuses. They have to. There's there's no other option. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll say they make it out as well. I just I just hope it's not by the skin of their teeth because again, they you know they're so much better uh, yeah. than these other two sides. Um, I mean, you should have. You play each of those teams twice; uh, those should be three or four victories. So, uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah, we we will keep our fingers crossed. So, we will be talking after the match again. Hopefully, it's not a five-one. But until next time, everybody, we will uh, we'll talk to you after the match. Ciao. Forza Roma.